This is a podcast from Rover. Ed Middleton joins us this morning from his hotel room in Sydney. Uh, you're in quarantine. What day are we talking, Ant? Yeah, I'm in day three. But listen, it's, be- it's better than being in the UK at the moment. The UK is completely locked down. Um, you know, the government don't know what they're doing. So, do you know what? To be released in 11 days' time into Australia is a mm. good thing. So, listen, no problems here. Just getting on with the quarantine. Well, of course, Andy, I mean, you are in Sydney, and, and a lot of uh, listeners may recognise you or may know if you heard the name from SAS Australia, which uh, did screen here uh, mm. on Bravo. So, um, for those who haven't seen that, you've done that. You're a best selling author, you're a TV host, you're a motivational speaker, special forces, sniper, you've been to prison climb Mount Everest and done a roadie through Mexico with Rebel Wilson. What was the most dangerous? <laughs> it was trying not to throttle Rebel Wilson. No, no, I'm joking. Um, the most dangerous was... It, it was well, you know what? Being in the Special Forces, I've done three tours of Afghanistan. Um, so that was, you know, it's a pretty tough gig out there. But I love my job. I love what I've done. So it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I'd definitely say um, that and uh, along with... Climbing Mount Everest, you know, I climbed during the storms to test um, to test myself, which ultimately nearly bit me in the ass. And um, I'm lucky to be here today. So there's a combination of, of everything. But I like to I like life to test me. I like you know if there's no challenges in life, if there's no you know chaos, and if there's no drama in my life, then um, you know what am I going to learn? So I, I love all of that. I have so it's Bryce here, mate. Uh, you are one of the world's most intriguing people in terms of just what you've done. I have so many questions to ask that I don't even know really where, where, to, start. where to start. But you you must be the ultimate better story guy at a party. Like someone tells a yarn and then and then you're essentially like, all right, mate, finish up because I've got a story. Done it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, just grab him, I just grab him by the face and just, just push him to one side and go, listen, I'll tell the stories around here, mate. I'll tell the stories around here. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a sniper, the, the, the trips to Afghanistan and, and climbing Everest, but um, we're just fitting in. We're just going to jail fit into that in terms of mental toughness, because mm. you've got to have mental toughness, obviously, to do something like climb Everest. I mean, none of us can fathom that. Yeah. And Afghanistan is a is a place that none of us ever want to go. But I feel like your ordinary listener of the Rock, there's more chance that they'll go to prison potentially yeah. than do any of those other <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what sort of mental toughness did did that challenge present? You know what? Prison wasn't any hardship. You know, I've been to worse places, so it wasn't about the hardship and enjoying that. Um, the prison time was when I left the military. Um, it was a, a clash of authority and, and you know, it, it was it was a fight ultimately that I got into. And obviously um, the guy came worse off and rightly so. I, I'd done a little stint in prison. But it's no hardship because I've been to harder places. The, the hard thing about prison was it, it's a shameful place to be. You know, I was, I was in prison from being a special forces operator. I wasn't providing for my family. I wasn't, you know, out and about putting a roof over their head. Mm. You know, I was a burden to my family. And that was the most shameful part of being in prison. That's why why I'll never go back to prison is because, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man's man. I'm, I'm a provider. I'm a protector. But once you're behind bars, you can be none of that. So the shame of being in prison ultimately keeps me out of prison. But um, it wasn't any hardship, you yeah, know. Right. It's a small part of my life that, that I take as a positive experience. You know, yeah. if, if I didn't go to prison that time, what would I have done, you know, next? You know, if I got away with that, what would I have got away with? So it's a blessing in disguise. You know, I've done my time, put my hands up to it. 
and, and you crack on. The good thing about taking ownership of your life and, and your responsibilities and, and your, your, your mistakes is that once you take ownership of them, you can move on with them and get them out of the way and crack on with what you need to do. Afghanistan, uh, you've done three tours. Is SAS, I mean, I think it's the 30-year anniversary of Chris Ryan's book, Bravo 2-0, when they went to Iraq and they were, oh, yeah. his, his squad was captured. Some of them were captured. Like, it just, the, the Middle East and being an SAS operative, you're not just in there with a whole bunch of, um, like, a big platoon or a battalion or whatever. You're in there and you're, you're the advance party. You're doing all sorts of dodgy, dodgy stuff without much support. Like, how close were you to being captured? And how, how was there hand-to-hand fighting? How dangerous? What situations spring to mind and how dangerous that was? Yeah, when you hear about all these old school SAS sort of stories, um, you know, hats off to them. But during the era of Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, I was kicking doors down on a daily basis. Now, I went out there for six months to kick doors down um, every single day. So those operations that you hear of, we were doing them, you know, two, three times a week. Oh, wow. Now, we were getting into firefights. We were getting into dodgy situations. We were doing cross-border ops every week for six months and i've done three tours like that so um you know back in the day you know these these tour these um, missions used to come up and they used to sort of you know fight between the squadrons who used to go on them but um like i said during that era of iraq and afghanistan from 2003 or 2001 until 2012 13 you know it was pure combat Mm. you know we are a lot more um combat hardened than the old school but the old school were, were more highly trained they're more hiding and they're training, 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 and, and then boom, a mission would come up and they'd go on it. Where our training ground was the battlefield. You know, as soon as you got, you passed selection and you either went to the, to the SAS, which is the Army Special Forces, or the Special Boat Service, the SBS, which is the Navy Special Forces, which I went to, you went straight out to the SAS were in Iraq, the SBS were in Afghanistan. You went straight out and you went straight onto, onto the battlefield. So, um, you know, that's why a lot of people, you know, younger operators leave the military because you do two, three tours of Afghanistan and you're combat fatigued. You know, you, you don't want to press that trigger anymore. You know, you've you've done what you needed to do um, in that short time. And that's why a lot of people go, do you know what? I'm going to pass the torch on like myself. Um, I've done three tours of Afghanistan. My next probably post would be behind the desk. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And, and you move on. But it's hardcore. You know, it's Man, it's it's not it. for the faint-hearted. You've got to love what you do in order to to want to kick a door down, knowing that you're going to face an enemy combatant the other side. And listen, mm. it's 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 a numbers game. You know, soon your luck's going to be up. And um, ultimately, for me, that's how I sort of saw my three tours. And I thought, do you know what, a fourth tour is pushing it. It's a similar. I don't know if it is a similar story. Did you know of or know Chris Kyle, uh, which they made the movie about American Sniper starring Bradley Cooper? Because yeah. you also were a sniper, and he also did tour after tour after tour of Afghanistan. Yeah, um, no, I didn't know him personally, but obviously, um, you know, I know the role, role of a sniper because, mm. um, especially for Chris, he was in Iraq, and it was counter-terrorist sniping, so it was close to target. Mm. You know, anything from two, three to four hundred meters away. Um, you know, because it's in urban, it's in an urban environment. They're flushing out enemy combatants, um, and it's pretty close, close, uh, yeah. close, you know, close target. So, um, yeah, I've been in those situations multiple times, um, but I'd rather be on the ground. Yeah, I'd rather be the point man. I'd rather be kicking those doors down because you know, ultimately, it's like being—I don't know—it's like being a professional athlete. You train and train and train and train, and of course, you want to play in the finals. Of course, you yeah. want to get out there and and put your practice to um, your training to practice. 
So, um, yeah, I loved kicking doors down. But ultimately, you know, sniping is a hardcore soldier. And I love that hardcore side of soldiering. Yeah, well, uh, uh, we try and do what we can on this show, um, put a good emphasis into, you know, trying to help people's mental health with, uh, you know, there's a, a big problem with it in New Zealand and rates of suicide and stuff like that. And, and so we have a big focus on, on trying to do what we can to help our listeners. And I, and I just see with your show that you've explained it really after a year like no other. We've just come up with a year's anniversary since yeah. the country was put into lockdown. Um, that it's, you know, there's been so many challenges for your ordinary people, not just people that have climbed Mount Everest or been to Afghanistan or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are people that have, um, you know, lost family members or, um, you know, more so in this country, you've, you've lost um, businesses, yeah. uh, work, jobs, all that sort of stuff. Um, and you just want to share techniques, experiences that have helped you deal with different situations, which might help some some other Kiwis, which I think um, could be really valuable stuff. Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, when you look at myself, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't class myself as being in the limelight as this, you know, I don't fit into a room full of celebrities. You know, it's not, that's not who I am. You know, I come from the streets. I come from, you know, a broken home. I come from all of all of that, which people can relate to. That's why I think people come to my shows. They read my books and they want to hear more from me. Is because, because I'm as real as they get. I say it how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with a situation. I'll be brutally honest with myself in order to get through a certain situation or to deal with a certain individual. Um, so, um, you know, I don't change who I am. And I think that's super important nowadays, especially people in the limelight and, or that are in the media. They sort of get pushed into this media agenda. And I'm someone that fights against it. And I fight against it to get my message out for the people. Now, I'm not, don't, at the moment, I become this fake celebrity and then I get, you know, that I, that I do just go along and I'm this yes man. I do just nod to this media agenda. Mm. And that's the moment I start to step away from it completely. Mm. So that's why I do the tours. That's why I do the books. Because ultimately, it's this mass message that I'm getting out. Listen. I've been there. I've done it. Through my life experience, you can scale it down or scale it up to your life experiences, to whatever you've gone through, and hopefully it will help you adapt a certain mindset because it is. It's ultimately a way of thinking to get you out of that situation. It's a way, it's, it's, it's a technique that you use psychologically to get you through to the next moment. And Middleton, I have two really quick questions. You were on Eddie Hearn's um, uh, podcast, right? Famous boxing promoter. He looks after AJ and Dillian White, he- heaps of boxers. Who, just one word answer, who wins out of Fury and Joshua when they do fight? Fury all day long. Fury all day long. Great, I'm with you. And second question, when you come to New Zealand, uh, I mean, you're a former SAS, you've yeah. climbed Everest, you've yeah. uh, done a stint inside. Um, uh, Mal's here, Andrew Mulligan, he, he said you were a pussy. <laughs> I, I just want to know what well, happens listen, when you're face-to-face. I'll be sure to, to make face. a little visit. Listen, don't worry about that. Listen, I might even, I might even tip up in the next couple of hours. <laughs> Kick in the door. <laughs> come for me, Ant. I'm waiting. I'm ready. <laughs> I'll fold you up like a pretzel. Son. This is great. You talked about some of your moments, you know, when you were just, you know, you could have died in some of the lowest moments. Mulls has had gastro ants, you know, he's had the runs, diarrhea. Um, you know, say he's on a tour like you have of Afghanistan, he's got gastro. What does he do? What do you do? Also, where would you least rather have gastro? Would you, would you least rather have it climbing Mount Everest or being in Afghanistan? Where'd be the worst place to have gastro? Listen, you just got to let it out. You just got to let it out, my man. Let it out. <laughs> I, I did when Ant said he's coming for me. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we can't wait for this. Uh, we'll have to get you in the studio when you're here in New nah, Zealand. Nah, we're good. <laughs> nah, we're good. Absolutely. <laughs> and we can talk. No, we're good. <laughs> Listen, I'm only joking. No black hoods. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk. Uh, maybe Miles. Uh, Miles is a TV guy. SAS New Zealand. How does that sound? Oh, mate. That sounds amazing. Listen, love that. Love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, we look forward to you speaking to Mind Over Muscle, which is here in July. Tickets on sale today.